welcome to Walking on the Wild Side, a podcast dedicated to exploring the flora and fauna of the Southeast and instilling in you, our listeners, an appreciation and admiration for the beauty and diversity of our natural resources. As always, I'm with my wife, Gabrielle, who through all of our adventures has become quite the naturalist herself. Ciao tutti! Hey y'all! Welcome back to Walking on the Wild Side. Benvenuti and ciao! Boy, have we been walking on the wild side. Oh my gosh. Can we really just have one vacation, seriously, where we walk flat? (laughs) I think it was so... That's not any fun. So amazing. So we we finished Cinque Terre and from Cinque Terre we went to Florence. Mm -hmm. And if I had to describe both of those regions for myself, I would probably say vertical. Okay. (laughs) Well... (laughs) <laughs> Florence isn't so much vertical, it's it's what we did in Florence. Our experience was vertical, and we'll talk about that here in just a little bit. But uh, Cinque Terre was, and I'm I'm not joking when I say vertical, because I don't, I don't want to say we hiked steps. We literally hiked actual steps. We didn't step up inclines. We walked steps. When we left, what was that first town we were they in? They were definitely inclines, though, because, I mean, yeah. it went from the sea to the mountaintops. Real quick. Literally to the top of the mountain. But what was the first town we were in? Where well, did we, we stay? Stayed, we stayed in Manarola. All right. So Manarola, literally from the time we shut the door where we were staying, was a ramp up two steps and then just hundreds of steps straight up. <laughs> I mean, I could not get over it. I mean, everybody was like, oh, look at the beautiful views. And I'm like, oh, shut up. You know, I just didn't want to hear it. We were... <laughs> And and we did that literally all day. If we weren't going straight up, we were going straight down, right? Yeah. But but the views were spectacular. Oh my gosh! And it seemed like at the top of every one of the hills was a little tiny little town that had a church. Yeah, they were so cute. Yeah, and and we actually got a kick out of the name Manarola because we were like, if you take a wrong step, man, Manarola down the down the hill. <laughs> exactly right on that. But it, it was it was beautiful because we were literally hiking through historic vineyards, olive groves. Uh, we we went past a bunch of kiwis. Oh my god! Yeah. Uh, lemon trees. Oh, it, it was spectacular. Um, yeah, hiking among the the vineyards, the yeah. grapevines, and literally right next to that were olives, and they were in the midst of the olive harvest as well. Yeah. The nets and everything were out. Some of the trees, you could tell they hadn't picked yet. Some of them were picked clean. Yep. And we saw, of course, those classic views of Cinque Terre, which is the multicolored houses on the side of the mountain and everything. But as we were hiking, we went one place, past one place, we started hearing this noise, and we saw something that we did <laughs> oh not God. expect to see. That was so awesome. I mean, it was just like a... And we didn't know what it was. We're like, what in the world? And then all of a sudden, we looked ahead of us on the trail, and you could see this rail going up over the top of the trail. Yeah. I, I just, I don't think we knew what the heck this thing was out in the middle of nowhere. <laughs> I know I didn't. It uh, looked like fun. Well, and if, I, if you remember, <laughs> though, we, uh, we, we weren't quick enough to have our cameras out. To start with, we were just in awe because we looked down the trail, and here come this guy riding this little train. Basically, it was a monorail, wasn't it? <laughs> yeah. He was riding just this kind of train. <laughs> it was sputtering and spitting. Sputting, and I, yeah. I remember I told you, I said, this this is like a, a Briggs and Stratton engine. And lo and behold, here he come up that steep slope on like a yeah. little cog rail kind of thing. Yeah, it was so cool. And he comes up and he's carrying like four Hauling five crates grapes. of grapes. Yeah. And he just kind of waved us as we went by. And then he, he stopped up at the top. And so we hiked on. 
and he went down and we hiked a little ways and we turned around and he was coming back and we ran I kept back. telling you, I want to get some, I want to get some video. And you're like, he's going to be down there for a while. He's not coming back up. And next thing you know, we hear the, yep, yep. <laughs> coming so, up the hill. So we go running along this two foot wide path that leads to like a, a long, a death deep fall. slope. <laughs> and, uh, and, and I actually shot some video. And uh, and it's got some audio with it, so video, of course, on a podcast is not going to make a lot of no, sense. No, it's not. So uh, I, I check it out. Listen, I just want you guys to listen to this machine because to me it was tenuous at best that he was riding this little tiny little cart, yeah. and he's just the riding along, awesome. smoking a cigarette, just having at it, you know, and just going. Chicka, 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 chicka. So check out this audio and everything. You can even hear a few folks behind us laughing as he comes up, and he just waved <laughs> to us and kept on doing it. But yeah, that's that how they awesome. harvest grapes here in uh, in Cinque Terre, which is awesome. Yeah, check yeah. It out. This is how they harvest grapes in the hills. <laughs> When we hiked around a little bit further, you could see at the bottom of the vineyards, because the vineyards are terraced, everything there is terraced, which were hand-built, which is amazing because yeah, every, hillside, walls, right? every hillside is terraced vineyards or olive groves or, you know, fruit trees, things like that, and they were all hand-built walls. Yeah, filled Did, in with didn't dirt. we read something interpretive? Mm -hmm. It yeah. basically said they About built the, the walls. walls first and then filled in the dirt. Yeah. So we're literally hiking alongside centuries-old stone walls. Yeah, and he would ride ride the rail with on his little cart down to where they were picking and harvesting the grapes, and they would hand him uh, crates, I should say, of grapes, and he would stack it like three, four, something like that on yeah, there. Yeah. And he would ride them back up the rail until he got to a road or wherever it was they were unloading him. He would dump the grapes and ride back down and they'd fill him back up again. He'd ride back up. Yeah. I could have sat there and watched that all day. That was so, that was so cool. It was. And it was, what would you say about a thousand yards, like straight down to the terrace and they would load him up, and he'd come straight up and go straight back down. But as we hiked along that same trail, we saw about four or five more rails. We did. So apparently that's yeah. how they harvest. Because I wondered how they harvested all that stuff, because it was a sheer vertical face in some of the yeah. situations. Yeah. Um, so that was that was completely unexpected and one of the most awesome things I ever saw. Yeah, that's definitely a memory I'll have forever of Cinque Terre. Now, we wanted to hike the next day, but we got washed out literally because it was a It was a, a downpour. Well, we got caught in rain as we were hiking that day. We did. Uh, they told us rain was moving in, but when we woke up the next morning, it was thundering, lightning. So we didn't get to hike anymore, but we did get to see all five of, of the villages that make up Cinque Terre. Yeah, because I um, got us, you have to get a pass since it's a national park. You have to buy a pass to hike the trail, and you can couple that with a train pass. Yeah. So we did the hiking and train pass, and that way we were able to thank God because when we got done that first day that we were there hiking, we hiked from Manarola, which is 
the second village from the south. We hiked to Vernazza, which is the second from the yeah. north. So we hiked through three different villages. Um, then there's no way that we could have hiked back. Number one, it was starting to get dark. <laughs> well, it was starting to get dark, and then that rain left everything very, very slick. Yes. Uh, and a lot yeah. of these places, when I, I mean, we're not talking about, uh, and, and I think you heard us when we were talking about it when we hiked in Scotland. Somebody needs to introduce these Europeans to a thing called a switchback <laughs> because they're either going vertical up or vertical down, uh, but they don't switch back. And so some of those, it was just like cobblestones and, and they were slick. Yeah. Um, and you know me and wet rock. Yeah. Yeah. I've hurt myself many times. But I'm proud of you. You didn't. You didn't do <laughs> I didn't. Like I was that. very careful. But the funny thing was, is we took the train the next day to these other ones and everywhere we walked was uphill. I mean, yeah. we went up to see you get off the, the train. You get off the train, and or yeah, the train. You <laughs> either had to go up or you had to go down. And where'd we go? Of course, we went up. Of course. Why, why would we do anything different? But if you remember that one little town, we went up and we hiked up. It looked like a fort, but there was a church at the very top of this hill. So we took all those steps all the way up to that church, and there were tombs up there. And they were mm. just, it was just amazing. Mm. And then there was another set of stairs and we went up again and we kept going up and kept going up. Was that Vernazza? I, I think it was either Vernazza or what was the very last one? Not Manarola, but the other M one? Uh, no, there was Rio Maggiore. That was south. And... You had Manarola, Vernazza, and then there was one above. Cornelia was one of my favorite. Yeah. That one's not on the water. That was up on a hillside. But Cornelia was beautiful. And what was the very... Manorosa. Manorosa. Yes. That was the one where the church was up there. And that was where I actually was able to invent my prayer. Manorosa. Right? Yeah. Yes. That's where we had our prayer. It was, Holy Jesus, Son of God, oh, the number of steps we've trod. Yeah. I, I think I said that every time <laughs> we came to a church. But all the people in... in tuned there were overlooking the Ligurian Sea. I mean, what, what a, yes. you know, not that they can see it, you yeah. know what I'm saying. But and it was like a, a wall, and the coffins were put back into the multiple wall. Multiple walls. Some were and, shrines. There were some shrines. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, they had some, um, oh, what do they call those? The mausoleums. Yeah, there you go. Mausoleums. Yeah, family that mausoleums. Had family, yeah, family yeah. mausoleums, and there was, you know, six to ten um, so, so one of the things that, you know, I, I, I'm pretty reverent when it comes to graves and everything like that, but one of the things that kind of creeped me out a little bit, I'm not going to lie, is they had photographs on a lot of these tombs that were mm -hmm. kind of like uh, fired on a piece of ceramic. And yeah. so you could see Almost the Almost like a cameo. Yeah, it was a little bit, to me, a little creepy because some of them, some of the they older, weren't smiling. The they, older video oh or older gosh. pictures, yeah. Yeah, were pretty creepy. But um, that church that was up there was beautiful. Oh and my gosh! Boy, it was did gorgeous we, inside. Yeah, but and boy, but, did we get lucky. Well, we did, and and you know, it's one thing, and I, I'm a joke when I say this, but you walk into this beautiful hall with these huge, tall ceilings, frescoes, and beautiful carved art and everything, and in your mind, you hear the, yeah, you know, <laughs> and it's like you know, because you you want to be reverent, you want to be, you know, respectful. Mm -hmm. Well, the monks were actually doing their verses. I guess it's chanting. I'm not sure what it's called, actually. But, but they were singing in the background, and we're walking around and hearing them sing. It was like a scene out of a movie. 
Yeah, it really was. You got some some audio yeah, of that, didn't you? I couldn't you? help it. I know that was probably a sacrilegious thing to do, but I couldn't help it because I knew it would set the tone for our podcast for people to hear this. So yeah, I recorded yeah, some of this. It was beautiful. It, it was, was haunting. Just haunting. Yes, it was, that's it was a very haunting. good word. Um, here, you guys check it out. It, it's actually hauntingly beautiful. had in Cinque Terre and a new a new area of Italy for us we haven't been absolutely here. but you know the one thing that for me that's constant throughout Italy is gelato <laughs> we had our fair share of that oh while we've been gosh. here yeah <laughs> that's yeah. for and sure I, and I will say we didn't get enough so I, but but yes great food great wine great scenery incredible steps <laughs> we know the steps very well yes we do and on our very last evening we got to celebrate with some of the locals. We did, because apparently you weren't the only one that had a birthday. Uh, yeah, I know. You know Imagine. Kind of Imagine. Well, to me, there's nothing better than to, to seeing these young kids out there. And, and they, they looked to me like they were just good kids, because they were just celebrating, laughing, just cutting up. Nothing raunchy, nothing, no you know, crazy music or anything like that. It was just a bunch of kids getting together, right? Over cake oh, and sparklers. And a, and a big, big, bottle. huge bottle of Prosecco. Yeah, but you know what's really kind of funny is when the kids, they just started singing Happy Birthday in Italian. Mm -hmm. And it's like everybody on the street gathered around. Everybody stopped and started singing. Yeah, yeah it and, was and great. Me with the trusty recorder. I, I recorded some of these kids singing a little bit of, a, of Happy Birthday to these kids. Check it out. just sound like they're having a great time though it was a good time it was just a celebration and it was a good way like you said to, to end our trip to Cinque Terre so the the day after that we said goodbye to Cinque Terre and then we went to the big city after that didn't we yeah we sure did we took the train down to Florence and I'm sorry I I suffered culture shock um I know you did too but my goodness to go from little towns like that to the big city of Florence, it was a, it was kind of a, an awakening. Yeah, and we've been to Florence, but it's been ten ish, eight to ten. Well, years. we only got to spend about uh, three quarters of a day. Yeah, there. like thirty six hours yeah, in and so out. We wanted to do some fun stuff there, and one of the things I wanted to do, which I was shocked, and we got to do, but I was just shocked. It amazed me everything this man did. Leonardo da Vinci, I uh, went and saw his museum. And can't believe all the stuff he's responsible for. Oh my God, for. like everything. Yes, everything we looked at, we saw. I mean, there was one thing. I wish I could remember what it was. We were looking at it and we laughed. I was like, oh my gosh, he invented that too? Uh, but the oh, man, the rotisserie. <laughs> yeah, 
Yeah, the rotisserie. <laughs> the rotisserie. He had a little uh, fan at the very top, and the hotter the fire, the faster the spit would roll, so the meat cooked evenly, perfect every time. Yeah. And I couldn't believe it. I was like, my gosh, I didn't know Leonardo da Vinci invented the rotisserie. I thought it was Ron Popeil. He did all but, the things. Yes, he did. <laughs> but but it was such an amazing thing to see. I, I swear I think this guy's an alien because he was so much further ahead of his time and just oh my gosh, brilliant. Yeah. Some of the stuff that he worked out and some of the understandings that he had was, it was absolutely amazing. And he even had a role in Brunelleschi's uh, Dome. He did. To, yeah. And speaking of Brunelleschi's Dome, oh. that was yet... Another uphill trip that we took. Yeah, so, so. and that was one of the one of the main things I wanted to do on this trip that we didn't get to do last time we were in Florence, and that was climb the sweat steps of the Duomo. And mission accomplished. How many steps All was that? Four hundred and sixty-three. And I mean, they went from straight up to a spiral staircase, but boy, the payoff! Oh my gosh. So, yeah, and we did a great job of booking the time because you have to reserve a particular time and get tickets. And we decided to do around sunset. So we had a time at 645, and we got up there in probably about 10 minutes or so, I think. Yeah. 10, 15 minutes. So we were up there and got to watch the sunset from the top of the Duomo on my birthday. On your birthday. And it was almost like they knew it was my birthday because we got up there. Oh, and that's the right. bells in the baptistry started to ring. And me lightning fast with my recorder. Yeah, got a little it. snippet of it. So let's take a listen. Great way birthday. to spend the birthday. So it, the significance of Brunelleschi's dome is the fact that it was a freestanding dome. It didn't have any interior supports that you could see. So he actually built a dome within a dome. And it was between the two domes what we hiked up in little tiny tunnels and steps. So if you're claustrophobic, uh, you're not going to be hiking this because it was pretty scary. But then it popped us out at the very top of the dome and we could see a 360 panoramic view of Florence. And it was spectacular. And the frescoes on the dome itself, and I I didn't realize it, but at the time that was the largest freestanding dome in the world. And we saw some videos on how he um, managed the weight, how he managed the span, and you could still look at it and see some of the interior workings that allowed it to be supported. But I didn't realize that that dome was actually the inspiration for the dome at St. Peter's Basilica in Rome. Michelangelo Mm -hmm. actually took uh, inspiration from that. But we also got to see the baptistry, and we got to see the original baptistry doors that Michelangelo himself said were the doors to paradise. Yeah. I mean, just, just a lot of cool things in history and stuff that we didn't get to see in any depth before, but we finally got to see them. And I know that's not more of a of a walking on the wild side kind of thing, but I'm going to tell you what, um, the intellect, the brains, and the understanding of engineering, mathematics, geometry, and all that stuff is just fascinating. Yeah. I mean, these guys yeah. are incredible. And we actually got to do, because we did like a three-day pass kind of thing 
it was the Brunelleschi Pass. Yeah. So, um, and I've always I always heard it called the Duomo, right? In Florence, but it's actually the Cathedral of Santa Maria del Fiore. Wow, that's a mouthful. It is, and it took over 150 years to finish. Yeah, right? yeah. The way it was built, and nobody knew how to build the dome. That yeah. was a crazy thing about that. And then Brunelleschi came up and basically said, here's how you do it, and here's how I propose it. And we actually got to see the actual models that he presented and showed everybody. We did. We went to the museum, which oh in the museum is where they have the actual, real, original uh, baptistry doors, the doors yeah. of pa- gates of paradise. Yeah, and they also Those had his, his drawings. They also had a creepy thing. They had his death mask, which kind of creeped me out a little bit, but... They also had the model that he presented to convince them to let him, mm-hmm. you know, commission to do the dome. And he did the dome, but then there's this big lantern that goes on top with a gold globe that unfortunately he never got a chance to see. He did not. He passed away before it was complete. Yeah, but I'll tell you what, what a, uh, once you learn more about it and actually see it and see the sheer size of it will make you appreciate what he did. And, and again, we're talking about, what, the 1500s? When was this? Uh, 1400s, Four, I believe. 1400s. I mean, my gosh, I, sometimes I can't even get the bathroom door to close. <laughs> and, I mean, this guy's building freestanding domes. and uh, But, like I said, it just just that. And then in awe of not only uh, Leonardo da Vinci, but also the beautiful art and the study of the human form by all the sculptors, including Michelangelo, Donatello. Well, so it was really kind of cool. Well, I guess that is a wrap on uh, Italy 2023. What a great trip. What a fantastic trip it's been. Yeah, I mean, I, I, I'll be honest with you. I was very happy to see Florence in our review and uh, and get up to that little San Mignato town. Oh, what, what San Mignato is town. absolutely gorgeous. Yeah, good food there, too. Yes, but and, th- and undiscovered... Undiscovered, un, uninhabited not touristy, by tourists. Yeah, un- um, not touristy, but yet they are the truffle capital of, of Tuscany. I had no had idea. No I had no clue. Thought, I thought Piemonte was like, and I still think Piemonte is the capital it of is. the white truffle. But well, but this is a, that's a different region. It is a different region. They are region. very regionalized in a, in Italy. And they, they certainly are. And, uh, lots and, of rivalry and you, there. You can hear that rivalry when you talk to folks, but... They're very proud of their of their truffles. Very there. proud. And you you um, you had a couple of dishes. We both had a couple of dishes of truffles. Mm-hmm. Um, the porcini's were in season up there as well. So we we ended up with some great food. That little restaurant. What was the name of the little restaurant again? Luopo. 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 I think. Yeah, in San Mignato. Oh, we got to eat at a five star Michelin restaurant in yep. Siena. Uh, in Siena, that was fantastic. Um, but my favorite, of course, was. Um, we, we got Bistecca Fiorentina uh, at this little town in San Mignato, and it was just yes, spectacular. Yes, yes. Uh, it was so good. And that and, that and the family that salad. owned it. Oh, oh the, they the were dad, so sweet. the mom, and the son. And they were and the mom and the son were both sommeliers. Yes. Which was crazy. And yeah. then the other thing that I thought was amazing was the dad, he would just come out. He would cook for a little bit and come out and greet everybody and make some funny comments and stuff like that. It was very much a family atmosphere. I, 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 out of any place that we went, I felt like I was part of their family, the way they treated yes. us there. Yeah, absolutely. Um, the last night that we ate there. Yeah. They were actually, they seemed sad to see us go. Yeah, they, they did. Really they did, all came out, followed us out into the street, gave yep. us hugs. I got yeah. kisses from Mama. Yeah, she Cheek did. Cheek kisses from she Mama. Did. Yeah. 
But yeah, what a, what what a, great, a great way experience. to do it. Fitting in for it. And, um, and, but wait, and you would think that would be the end. But wait, but there's wait more. Minute, there's more if you call now. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah. So. So we have a special little treat, uh, yeah, an this activity. Will be our next podcast, actually. Yeah, our next podcast is going to be about a great little activity we did in some of our our last days here. And guys, if you know us, you you probably have heard us talk. You know what we love the most. There are certain things that we love to do, go out in the woods and do, and we also love our four-legged companions, but this was an opportunity to combine all of that together and yeah. hike in the woods. So it was just everything, and we're going to do a podcast about it, and uh, we're not going to tell you what it is. That's right. But You'll have was, to tune awesome. in tune in next time tune to, in next time to hear about this activity. Yeah, and that was great, and I, I, will, I will joke and tell you, we always say everything that we do going anywhere is uphill both ways and it always is but you know what we we found a lot of things about italy that that we we discover something new every time yes and it always seems like we always discover something new when we're outside walking, walking on, on the, the wild, wild side, side.